Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. WWE Universe, the DLU podcast is now a brand affiliate of WWE Shop with Fanatics. Get all of your latest merchandise from your favorite WWE superstars and wear them proud. So if it's CM Punk, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, L.A. Knight, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, or legends like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin that bred the Hitman hard. Again, you can get all of your favorite merchandise over at wrestling.thedlupodcast.com. Again, that's wrestling.thedlupodcast.com to get all of your favorite merchandise at WWE Shop with Fanatics. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Podcast, brought to you by the Week Network. I'm your host, Garrett T. Lewis. I hope the the week, and I hope this episode is finding you all doing great. You know, this past weekend, um, as I alluded to last week, on last week's episode, me and Gabby, um, it was getting prepared to watch the Elimination Chamber premium live event on the uh, WWE Network on Peacock, and that would require, you know, me to get up very, very early, in which I did. Um, I had set my alarm, believe it or not, for 4... 4.15, 4.30, and 4.45, and of course, 5 a.m., because the event was starting at 5, but of course, you know, the pre-show you know the pre is going to start at 4 a.m., so I actually did get up on time and was waiting for the event to start, um, and I got to tell you, you know, I actually didn't mind. You know, I didn't mind, you know, watching wrestling really, really early in the morning. It was different, and I kind of see how our you know, our brothers and sisters, you know, overseas go through when they have to wake up, you know, super, super early in the morning to watch, you know, premium live events on the regular when, whenever an event is taking place here in the States. So kudos to everyone, you know, all of us that, you know, that got up early. I mean, heck, if you're on the West Coast, you mean, the the pre-show started at 1 (laughs) a.m., you know what I mean? Or two, I think, oh wait, that was four, yeah, 1 a.m., so they people had to get up. Or probably people didn't probably didn't go to bed if you're on the West Coast. So 
you know, it started out with um, the pre-show panel was Megan Morant, uh, Peter Rosenberg, and uh, Sam Roberts. Shout out to Sam Roberts. I actually had uh, the opportunity to go to Dave LaGreca's um, event that took place at the Gramercy Theater a few weeks ago, and uh, Sam Roberts was one of the special guests. And kudos to him because his his wife just had a baby, like maybe like a day or two before that, and he still you know showed up for the event. So kudos to to Sam Roberts, and it was a nice you know preview you know as far as breaking down all the matches you know what what it means going into wrestlemania and of course there was the uh the pre-show match that kicked off and that was the the women's tag team championships you know obviously the kabuki warriors representing the new version of damage control um oscar and Kairi sane defended against candice LeRae and the hometown girl um indy hartwell who is from australia so it's nice to to showcase some Australian talent that's in the WWE. You know, a little back and forth. The match was only eight minutes, well, close to nine minutes. You know, it was nice back and forth. You know, everyone got their shine. You know, obviously the heels getting the heat when they need to. And, you know, of course, the Women's Tag Team Championships remains with the Kabuki Warriors with an insane elbow off the top rope from Kairi Singh. And then, of course, you know, we start off, you know, with the event, you know, the actual, uh, the live event itself, the main card. And it starts off with the women's Elimination Chamber match, which had Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Raquel Rodriguez, and, and Tiffany Stratton. And if I could say, and um, I called into Busted Open Radio later that day, actually, and I talked about, you know, a star was born on the Elimination Chamber. Her name was Tiffany Stratton. Now, she was getting cheers from a lot of the, the Australian uh, fans. So I'm I'm wondering, is that going to translate to the American fans? You know, sometimes, internationally, you may get a different response than here in the States. It just really depends. Um, Tiffany, for her to have only been wrestling maybe two years or three years or how long it's been, it's incredible to see how fast she's caught on to pro wrestling and how damn good she is at it. And she did a swan tom off the top of one of the pods. And it was a pile a pile of the women, obviously. <clears throat> and she, you know, hey, she did her thing. And she was actually uh, the one that eliminated Naomi, who was the first eliminated in that match. Tiffany Stratton eliminated her. And then Tiffany Stratton then got eliminated by Liv Morgan. Raquel Rodriguez got eliminated by Bianca Belair. Then Bianca got eliminated by Liv Morgan. And of course, Liv Morgan gets eliminated by Becky Lynch, who then wins the Women's Elimination Chamber match and will go on to face whoever was going to walk out of the Women's World Championship match later on in the show. So, like I said, kudos to all six women that, you know, showcased what they could do in that ring. You know, was I surprised by it? Absolutely not. And let me just say this also. You know, Bianca Belair, her game, you know, as an in-ring competitor has just stepped up several notches, even since last WrestleMania. I mean, I'm not saying she wasn't good, but to see how smooth she's gotten in the ring and turning into a ring general, I love her work. And and again, she's only been at it, you know, maybe since, what, 2015, 2016? You know, the sky's the limit for her. So we'll see, you know, who she's going to be facing at WrestleMania. I have a feeling that we'll see a Tiffany Stratton-Bianca Belair match at WrestleMania. Because, I mean, 
granted, most of the women's matches, singles matches, you know, it doesn't have to be for a title. Or it doesn't have to be a tag, a makeshift six-woman tag team. I think you should have one-on-one matches that doesn't really mean it's for a title. It's just more or less for bragging rights. Who's better than than the EST or, you know, Buff Barbie? You know, we don't know. So we'll we'll find out as as time moves forward. You know, we're 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 under 40 days away from WrestleMania as we're recording this right now. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all progresses. Up next, we have the um, undisputed WWE um, Tag Team Championship match, which you know, which includes the new Catch Republic, which is Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne challenging the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Mr. Money in the Bank, Damian Priest, accompanied by Dirty Dom. Of course, they're doing the um, the big match introductions. Mike Rome's in the ring. He introduces the challengers. And, of course, Dom takes the mic from Mike Rome. And, of course, he gets a chorus of boos. I mean, Dominic Mysterio has to be probably one of the most hated wrestlers, not just in WWE, but the entire wrestling industry. And I say that with the biggest compliment in the world, because as a heel, as a bad guy, you know, you don't want people cheering for you. You don't want, you know, people singing your praises. You want people to say you're the biggest piece of crap walking God's green earth. You want that. And Dom is living up to every degree of that. And they, I mean, you you could barely hear him speaking while he was doing the in-ring introduction. I'm in my bed just laughing, belly just laughing. It was so funny. But the cool, look, before I start in regards to the match, one shot that the camera crew, and that's what I'm, I was saying last on last week's episode, how I'm really loving WWE's, you know, production now. They did a nice sky cam shot of the sunset that was behind the stadium. Oh my God. It was, it was absolutely breathtaking. For those that didn't watch Elimination Chamber, I urge you, because I mean, just seeing how the Judgment Days, obviously the lights were out a little bit. And you saw the purple, you know, going up the, the the steel, you know, the beams and things like that. And you're seeing his son just like, oh, man, it was it was amazing to see. But again, everything I expected, you know, and more. I mean, it was a seesaw battle. You know, obviously you have four seasoned veterans in that ring that knows what to do. Um, Tyler Bate hit the, the top con helo through the, through the ropes on Priest. And um, of course... Don Mysterio had, you know, he pulled Priest's foot off the rope. And, of course, Ref Bay, Daphne LaShawn, told Dom to get the step in. And she threw her. She kicked him out of the um, out of the uh, ringside area. And Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate hit the double Tyler driving 97 in the double Birminghammer, which is Gabby Tuff's, um the version of Gabby Tuff's Burning Hammer when she wrestled for WWE many, many, many years ago. But, of course, that got a, it was a near fall. Then, of course, Damian Priest hit the double south of Heaven Chokeslam on both. And, of course, Finn Balor hit the coup de grace. One, two, three. Still undisputed tag team champions, the Judgment Day. And, again, there's so many questions we have now. You know, which tag team is going to challenge for the titles at WrestleMania? You know, and, and also Damian Priest has this briefcase. When is he going to cash in? Is he going to cash in during WrestleMania? Is he going to ca- is he going to pull a Dolph Ziggler and cash in on that following on that Monday night? We don't know. I mean, Philly is the perfect city to do it. Just saying. So we take a break from wrestling a little bit, and 
we start with the Grayson Waller effect, starring Grayson Waller, you know, who who is from Australia, and it's his talk show. It's the modern day, you want to say Piper's Pit or a new version of Ms. TV. I think it's cool. You know, he has the to to, to have the ability to not only wrestle and not only talk, but having the belief from from up from management that hey, we want you to have these TV segments with you hosting. That says a lot about the human being, you know, Grayson Waller and how talented he is. But also, Austin Theory comes out with him to host the show. And, of course, the guests were going to be uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. And <laughs> Grayson Waller, before the segment began, he shared a shoey with um, this UFC fighter. I think a shoey is when you put beer in a shoe and you, you chug it. I'm not a beer guy. Proud to be straight edge, but... That's that was still a cool moment, regardless. So, of course, um, Rollins and uh, Cody comes out. You know, of course, Cody has a huge, huge, huge pop with the big whoa in his song, and they get in the ring, and Seth Rollins um goes on the mic, and he basically announces that he is fully cleared to wrestle, and he's all good for WrestleMania, which is which is music to a lot of fans' ears, because again, that knee that, messing with a knee injury is no joke. And the fact that you know he's able to get around and was able to work through it through uh, obviously physical therapy, rehab, whatever you call it, you know, kudos to Seth for working through that and making sure that you know he was ready to ready to go at WrestleMania. Then Cody gets on the microphone and he's talking about you know obviously everything that's transpired, everything that's going on, and he issues a challenge to The Rock anytime, anywhere. Now, we've indicated on this show, and I'm pretty sure everyone, you know, that's in the wrestling content space, that we're we're projecting that a tag team match is going to take place between Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So, because what happened after that is that Seth Rollins affirmed, you know, to Cody that he won't be alone facing the bloodline. So Austin Theory then gets, you know, grabs the microphone and he starts, you know, start yapping off at the mouth and he's doing all of the Rock's catchphrases. And of course, you know, Rollins and uh, Cody are egging him on. And the next thing you know, Austin Theory does, if you smell, and Cody grabs him by the head and, you know, runs his head into, I think, one of the cardboard cutouts of Grayson Waller while he was still saying smell, which I thought was funny. And... He hits the Cody cutter, and of course Seth Rollins does the stomp, the, the curb stomp on him, and uh, send the you know make the fans you know cheer and all that. Baby faces are standing tall in the ring. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There we go. So, now, up next, is the men's Elimination Chamber match. That includes Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, and Logan Paul, and Randy Orton. And 
you kind of knew who was going to walk out of there, but I love the fact that, you know, they really painted the picture of we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, you know, who's going to walk out of this chamber, you know, going to challenge Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So to start the match, you had LA Knight and Drew McIntyre. Then, of course, Kevin Owens, he he's the first one to come out of the pod first. Then Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, then Logan Paul. But while the match is going on, you see uh, Logan Paul drawing on the, was it the bulletproof plexiglass, drew some devil horns, and he, he you know, said Kevin Owens sucks, I think is what he said, that he wrote on the on the glass, writing it backwards, what I might imagine, which is pretty cool, and he was literally draw, trying to draw an illustration of Kevin Owens, and of course, Kevin Owens eventually just beats the crap out of him. And I'm, and I mean, not only just beat the crap out of him, but he literally sent him through that plexiglass, and it, it was it was not pretty. But of course, um, Owens does get eliminated, you know, by Randy Orton after he gave him the uh, RKO. The Logan Paul, of course, he's gloating and he has the brass knucks on, but Orton hits him with an RKO out of nowhere. He pins him one, two, three, but Logan Paul still had the the brass knucks on. He hit him with the one lucky punch, and Drew McIntyre got the pin and is moving on to WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm torn by this because I think we all know that it, this was supposed to have been CM Punk. Had Punk, you know, won this Elimination Chamber, if he was still, if he was not injured, he probably would have won this Elimination Chamber. And would have faced Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, but, you know, injuries do happen in pro wrestling. And, you know, wishing Punk nothing but um, the best and his speedy recovery and coming back. But, of course, up next is the main event for the uh, Women's World Championship. Nia Jax is challenging the champion, Australia's own Rhea Ripley. And, of course, as me and Gabby were talking about last week, you know, granted they're both heels, but... Rhea Ripley, we all knew was going to be the babyface in this match, you know, coming back home to her home country, an even bigger star than she was a year ago. And, you know, they put on a great match. The match was 14 minutes, 35 seconds. I mean, everything I expected, you know, for them to go in there and work. And Nia Jax, you know, again, I, I keep saying it, and it's so, so true. I mean, she has just gotten so much better. I think that time away from the company when she was let go, I want to say 2021, I think that time away did her a greater good because, it, you know, sometimes you need to get away, you know, get it out your system and find that love, find that passion back again. And like I said, she looks in incredible shape. She moves around great and such a believable character. And she knows who she is now. She's confident, as, as I said before. But, you know, of course, she hits the uh, the Annihilator, a.k.a. the Bonsai Drop, you know, by... You know, of course, Yokozuna made that move famous, and Rhea kicked out of two. And she kicked out, and, you know, she had, a, you know, obviously there was a Samoan drop, and all these, you know, these big, big, you know, moving, but still, you know, Rhea was getting up, and of course, Rhea hits Nia with a, with a suplex, and the Riptide to uh, get the one, two, three, and she retains the championship, and she goes on to face... Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. We got Mommy versus the Man. I think that is going to be 
stellar match. I think that should close out night number one. But the cool thing was uh, seeing Rhea with her family who was at ringside, you know, celebrating. And, man, the pyro's going off. Everyone's going crazy. And on Twitter, I think, I think it may have been Instagram, too, uh, you saw a shot of Becky Lynch watching the match from the crowd, from like from the the end, like near like the the back area, but she was out in the stadium area near the fans, and she congratulated you know Rhea, and she said I'll see you at WrestleMania. So that was a nice little message, you know, to say hey, I see you, champ, but I'll be seeing you at WrestleMania. So. I love the fact that they were able to catch that moment of her watching Rhea celebrate. The man is coming to WrestleMania and I'm coming to take your title. So, like I said, I hope they close. But again, we'll see. Well, that does it for Elimination Chamber. And to be honest with you, you know, now that we have all these weeks ahead until WrestleMania, it kind of sucks that there's not a March pay-per-view, but I understand they want to give all the attention necessary to build up for these next, was it seven weeks or whatever it is that we're at now, you know, for WrestleMania. And again, I'm hopeful, very, very hopeful that no wrestler is injured going into this, into this event because we have Punk that was injured and we have Seth that was injured, but now he's clear to wrestle. So like I said, I'm just looking forward to WrestleMania and what it's going to bring. But, of course, there was the aftermath of the Elimination Chamber, and that was this past Monday's uh, Monday Night Raw. I'll just go over some of the highlights. You know, obviously, it opened up with Becky Lynch, you know, letting the world know, hey, she won Elimination Chamber, and she's going to to face, you know, Rhea Ripley. And they both come out, and, you know, they you know they said what they both had to say when you know, went face-to-face. And, of course... Nia Jax comes out and uh, sneak attacks Becky Lynch, and man, <laughs> that was uh, that was something. I hope they don't make that a triple threat match, but again, you never know. But it, even if Becky does win, um, this you know if she wins the match at WrestleMania, I think Nia Jax would be the perfect opponent for her. You know to you know now she's chasing the title. You know what I mean? And now that Becky has to get that win back because. Becky lost to Nia Jax earlier this year in San Diego on Raw. So that was a nice opening segment. And then, of course, the the last segment of the uh, of the night was Cody Rhodes versus Grayson Waller. And again, again, solid match. And, you know, Cody does win. Afterwards, you know, Paul Heyman comes down. I think right during, um, I don't know if it was the closing part of the match, I think Michael Cole had um, mentioned that, hey, we just found out that Paul Heyman's in the building. Paul Heyman's in the building. And when Cody wins, he's, you know, he's coming out. And, you know, Paul Heyman was basically saying, you know, watch your mouth when you're challenging any member of the bloodline, you know, especially The Rock. Now, obviously, Paul Heyman had his uh, security force, what did he say? (laughs) They were suspended nyc cops i'm like okay that's great (laughs) that was was pretty funny and you know paul tries i think the security guys get in the ring and i think cody said if if one of these guys get in you know they they come closer to me i'm gonna nail them and cody had a chair and cody rhodes basically said the blood knot is not hunting me 
I'm hunting the bloodline. And man, oh man, he beat the living crap out of those security guys. One guy took a stiff chair. He, I think he threw the sh the chair right to the guy's face. And I think instead of the guy like putting his hands in the hands in a way, he just ate it. And my God. So, you know, you're starting to see this um, aggressive side of Cody Rhodes, you know, now that, you know, it's really him versus his bloodline. So it's crazy to think now that this bloodline storyline has been going on now for almost four years unbelievable that they were able to stretch out this storyline so long and again Roman's title reign you know I think at the end you know you know not a lot of people are going to remember the previous WWE or Universal Championship reigns that he had prior to this one this is going to be the reign that they're going to remember the most because of the longevity that he had with the title it's incredible but I do have some updates for you guys which are very very positive as I mentioned last week as I was closing out that I was in the process of finalizing a new platform for shop.derrettlewis.com and it has now found a home with Bonfire. Kudos to Bonfire for um, being the new home for shop.derrettlewis.com and the store is now live. More options, believe it or not. So you can choose whichever design you want. You can choose it in a hoodie a uh, short, sleeve, short sleeve t-shirt, obviously, or a long sleeve t-shirt, you name it. Then you have tote bags and you have coffee mugs. So they're still going to be adding things on as time moves on. But shop.derrytlewis.com is open. In addition to, I have a pro wrestling tees store. <laughs> That's right, baby. So for all my pro wrestling merch, it'll be specifically on that platform. So if you go to PWT dot Derek T. Lewis .com. it'll take you directly to my pro wrestling tea store and you'll be able to see two of my t-shirts that are up now one is the Derek T. Lewis logo shirt with a microphone on it and of course this one is for the Paulsboro faithful at the world famous monster factory those fans they made it famous stroke the earring that's right the official stroke the earring t-shirt is now on my Pro Wrestling Tea Store. So if you again, pwt.derricktlewis.com. Again, all my social media, of course, is at the real DT Lou, with the exception of Facebook, which is Derek T. Lewis official page. And uh, one more thing uh, before we do close out is um, as I'm recording this um, this morning, um, the news broke that um, former uh, WWE uh, superstar uh, Virgil uh, Mike Jones uh, passed away at age 61 um, Virgil is actually a um, a product of the monster factory so he and I share that lineage you know for those that are long time you know WWF WWE fans you know knew him when he was the uh, the bodyguard for the million dollar man Ted DiBiase you know of course once he leaves DiBiase he becomes you know Really decent babyface, you know. He had um, he beat um, Ted DiBiase at SummerSlam '91 for the million dollar belt, you know. And of course, you know he goes to WCW um, as a member of the NWO, and you know he had one of the most funniest, funniest Instagram um, pages out there. When you know he's talking about you know meat sauce and breadsticks and you know Olive Garden, you know the whole nine, you know what I mean. So you know Virgil's going to be missed. So um, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to Virgil. Well, guys, I'm going to get out of here. And um, as I always say, no matter what it is you do in life, always remember, 
to make it count. See you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.